The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. I'm your host, Andrew Lenz, and this is the show where we just we just talk about random topics, take a little walk down memory lane, get a little nostalgia, and put ourselves into situations from TVs, movies, video games, and anything of that nature. Uh, today, I would like to welcome our sponsor, Aladdin's Castle. Aladdin's Castle. Do you enjoy get video games? Do you enjoy the arcade games? Go down to Aladdin's Castle, pop in a couple of tokens kids' birthday parties, and everything else. Remember, go check out Aladdin's Castle. So today's show, we are, I've, I've been mulling over this topic, and because I'm a big fan of Wonder Years, the Goldbergs, uh, Sandlot, everything else, and it's voiceovers and TV shows, you know, an adult voiceover over a childhood. And I was thinking... Who would be my voiceover person? Who would I want to voice over my childhood? And I went searching, I went looking for somebody, and I chose a new friend, new podcasting buddy, uh, host of Keeping It 100 podcast. Uh, not doing too good in my fantasy football league, but I won't hold that against them. And, you know, just a new friend, a new ally in this lovely podcast world, Jordan Rosario. How you doing, Jordan? Hey, listen, listen. I may not be doing well in the fantasy football by Wolf Cola Fantasy Football League that you have graciously invited me to, and I've definitely been able to meet a few people. But I did win last week, so let's pump the brakes on how I'm doing this season, okay? But, uh, you know, all, all jokes aside, thank you very much for inviting me to, uh, you know, inviting me onto the show. I'm really looking forward to uh, talking about voiceovers, especially who I would consider doing my voiceover for my childhood. It's going to be a lot of fun and uh, definitely appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. No problem. No problem. Uh, so you, do you watch like the Goldbergs or anything like that? I'm pretty sure you've seen the Sandlot or have you... I definitely seen the Sandlot because hey, I'm a baseball guy, so you know the Sandlot is a perfect baseball movie for me. Uh, the Goldbergs, unfortunately, I'm not too familiar with, but I understand where the voiceover specifics are coming from. I mean, I could even look at, for example, a Christmas Story. You know, yes. that has some pretty, vo you know, significant voiceover act. Uh, voiceover work so you know for me it, it that was kind of an interesting topic that was thrown out at me and uh i definitely have a few particular characters in mind but i definitely want to hear your uh who you would have voice over yourself first okay uh my first choice would probably be bruce willis uh bruce willis is my favorite action hero actor because i feel he's the everyman action hero actor he's not the biggest guy he's not the strongest guy but he is the he's just the cool guy uh die hard great example the way that he just handles himself in that movie the whole entire time he got thrown into a situation that he wasn't expecting didn't even have shoes on got torn up got beat up and everything else I got a Bruce Willis. I just think he's got that great voice, great everyman's voice, and he's a really cool man. He's 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 a cool guy. Great movies, great everything. Who who would be one of your choices there? Well, I think I have to start off with the because I I like to consider myself you know a very. Uh, I don't know if I would say serious, but there's definitely a lot of uh, fun charm in me. I, I would say not trying to be too arrogant or nothing like that. So when I think, okay, who's, you know, not probably the most serious actor out there, but uh, definitely has a lot of fun, definitely is a little bit creative. And, you know, for me, that's not necessarily an 
actor that I would have necessarily voicing over me, but instead I'm going to go with the director. In fact, you know, this particular director, he has, he has worked on some of my favorite movies, including Reservoir Dogs, including Django Unchained, including From Dust Till Dawn as a, uh, as an actor, not necessarily a, a director, but I'm going to go ahead and go with Quentin Tarantino. I mean, he knows how to, maybe not be like the main center of attention, but definitely has built himself a legacy of just producing quality movie after quality movie, not necessarily wanting that attention noted, knowing that, you know, that's mainly for like the main celebrities, the main actors that he gets on there. But my guy, guy Quentin Tarantino would definitely voice over me. I like, I like Quentin Tarantino. I, Cause one of my favorite movies of all time is Pulp Fiction. Uh, Reservoir Dogs is good love too. Love Pulp Fiction. <clears throat> Excuse me, but I love his just his acting in Pulp Fiction. I'm not going to go over the lines because I'm trying to keep it PG. I'm going to try to keep it as PG as possible. Uh, <laughs> but when he's sitting there and he's got his cup of coffee and uh, you got Samuel Jackson and he's like. He's like, this is a really good cup of coffee, you know. I was like, like I said, I'm keeping it PG because we all know the actual words if you've ever seen it. And he starts going into a rant about how his how he drinks the good stuff and his wife just drinks the Folgers crap. I'm like paraphrasing here. <laughs> but that is one of my favorite scenes in the movie where they're just they're all just sitting in the kitchen. Uh, there's the, the dead, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, uh, there's the dead body in the car, you know, a guy just got his head blown off and everything else, and they're just sitting there, and they're just having this very, like, kind of, like, John Travolta and Samuel Jackson are trying to have this very, like, calm conversation, like nothing's going on, and you could see Quentin Tarantino just start to, like, get a little bit angry at each step. And that's where I was like, man, this guy, this guy can direct and he can act. And that's pretty impressive. All you have to tell me about that movie is uh, one of my favorite lines from Samuel L. Jackson. Say what? And I'll leave yeah. the rest out again for PG reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's, I'm not going to lie. There is times where I'm thinking that in the back of my head when my kids do that. When I'm like, you do this. And they're like, what? And I'm like, hey, can you do this? And I just want to say it so badly. Say what again? <laughs> that, is, that that is definitely I I can I could see Quint. I love Quentin Tarantino, and I could see that being just a great voiceover. What of mine is another kind of cool guy that I that I kind of you know grew up watching. He was in my Pretty much best Joker I consider Ty Ty, and that's Jack Nichol, Jack Nicholas. Um, really? Why? Why Jack Nicholson uh, specifically? The way that he can deliver a line. Yeah, I watched one one that flew over the cuckoo's nest for the first time uh, a couple days ago, and he was like the way that he delivered a line. And the way that he did things in the movie uh, was just really good. In the Joker, uh, that's my favorite Batman villain. So he played the Joker, and just all of his movies that he does, as good as it gets. I don't know if you've ever seen that. That was a great movie as well. But his voice and how he delivers is just so. He gets he gets angry, but I've never seen him get like crazy angry you can still keep I, that calmness i will say this one of my favorite movies from jack nicholson i remember watching this particular movie for the first time when i was a kid with my dad so you know what would it have been like you know a, a, a you know something that you would want to show to a kid necessarily not really and my younger brother who is a lot younger than me also saw that movie for the first time so but i'm talking about the shining and for me oh. that's like a jack nicholson staple and the departed for uh especially because my dad is a big you know boston celtics boston sports fan definitely i would recommend the departed and the shining for jack nicholson probably some of my 
some of his best movies that he's done, in my opinion. Yeah, those are, I mean, those are just great examples of the way that his voice, it, it, like even in The Shining, he he yelled, but it didn't seem like a, it was, it was a scary kind of yellow point, but it was seemed like very like, I know that's what he was shooting for, like psychopath killer type voice. Yeah, he didn't get like, you know, I would say to a lot of like actors, especially in horror movies, he never got over the top hammy angry where it was just like so super ridiculous, like you couldn't take him seriously or whatnot. But yeah, when you when he wants to go all, all crazy, I'm just like, OK, Mr. Jack Nicholson, please stay away from me. Stay like yeah. six feet away from me, not just for coronavirus purposes, but you are also scaring <laughs> the you know what out of me. Yeah, <laughs> he's. Then, I mean, that's one of that's one of them. Just I was thinking in my head that it's just absolutely would be amazing to hear him do like a voiceover of a childhood sequence. Uh, you got any other ones or? And another one for me, and, and this is because you know I'm such a fan of this guy. You know, especially when you hear about some of the stories about how he initially, you know, was a lot in trouble with a lot of drugs and whatnot, but was able to turn his life around. And you know, you you remember him from Iron Man, and you remember, you know, all the Iron Man movies that he did. Sherlock Holmes, that happens to be my my favorite. But I would have Robert Downey Jr. also do my voiceover because. For me, it's important that, you know, I, you know, I tell the story of terms of this is where I was as a kid. This is what, you know, kind of my, I guess, low point in my life. And then how I then decided to like ascend, ascend, ascend into doing what I love in terms of building an empire. And when you think about that movie, when you think about what Robert Downey Jr. did, I mean, I, he kind of, in my opinion, mirrors that life for me. So he is definitely another candidate that I'd consider doing my voiceover. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot because he 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 was even great in like the '80s, even when he was doing his thing. You know, uh, back to school was probably my first introduction to Robert Downey Jr. I'm definitely probably putting a date on myself as I normally do on this show. Well, I'll put a date on myself too. I'm uh, I was born on April 1st of 1995. If that tells oh. you anything, <laughs> that's the. I would love to be your age right now. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely like my age, so I appreciate yeah. you. <laughs> I think Back to School came out 10 years before you were even born, so that's where I'm coming with my age there. Uh, but Robert Downey Jr. in Back to School, and he plays... He doesn't even have, like, a main role. He plays... Uh, Adi Dangerfield's son's friend. And he just plays it very, very well. Not so much in the spotlight, but recognizable, kind of like the Quentin Tarantino. And that's where I first got to know, like, Robert Downey Jr. And he does have very... He has even, like, Iron Man, very great, sarcastic deliveries in the way he talks and everything. Like well, what can, I, uh, I mean, what I like about Robert, De not to cut you off, my friend, yeah. but to, what I what I like about Robert Downey Jr. is his mannerism in terms of how he, you know, takes his character seriously. I mean, the character Tony Stark, he played that perfectly. And when I look at Sherlock Holmes, he did the same thing. Like, I love I love the way of his acting style. I like the way that he's able to just take control of everything and just kind of be like, hey, you know, watch what I could do. Watch how I could be a little bit funny, how I could be a little bit serious. Maybe come off as a little bit arrogant, but, you know, I, I love that out of him. I mean, he's not afraid to take risks. He's not afraid in terms of picking himself back up from, you know, low points in his life. And that's something for me specifically that I admire so much that, you know, if Robert Downey Jr. is listening to this podcast, first of all, thank you very much for doing so. And number two, you could definitely come onto my show Show. and number three i would love you to do my uh, voiceover one of these days there you go see <laughs> robert downey jr would be big in either way uh, <laughs> i'm trying to, i'm trying to think of you know there's so many i think you could just pick an actor but i think if you want to like 
feel specialized by it. I think it's best to pick somebody that is that fits your personality. And he's not with us anymore. And I was just thinking about this one because actually this is me and Jordan's re-record of this one. <laughs> kind of <laughs> the last one was bad audio. So I had time to think a little bit more between this one. And a guy that me in a way you could i i'm always been big you know a husky kid paul i'm like six foot four now and everything else but there was a, a comedian that taught me it's okay to be the big goofy guy it's okay and actually there's two of them now that i'm thinking about it and i'll split split them up my first one is john candy not mm. the greatest voice but i feel like he would do really great in delivering everything that needs to be done and everything else. Just great actor. And my other guy is Chris Farley. Oh, God rest his soul. Yes, both, his soul. Of them, both of them are no longer with us. But Chris Farley, I, I think a little bit more over John Candy. You know, just the way that he acted and he, sh he did his own thing and everything else and he didn't... He didn't care about what the other person thought it always looked like, even though I think it did kind of get to him in a way, but he didn't, it, it didn't show through. And he said, this is the way I'm going to be. This is how I'm going to act. And this is how I'm going to do my movies. And just his whole entire persona, I think would be great if he, if he was still with us and I did a movie and he had to play, do the voiceover of my childhood I think I couldn't think of a better person pretty much almost there than Chris Farley. Cause Chris Farley, I think is just great. And, you know, I remember Chris Farley on uh, Saturday night live, you know, all those sketches. So, you know, he was definitely one of those, like, you know what? I don't care if I'm the big guy, I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to have fun with it. And uh, he was definitely, in my opinion, um, a very charming soul and definitely someone that, I will miss a whole lot that everybody in the comedy world and even in, in, in the world in general is going to miss. And then, you know, we're talking about, you know, maybe not necessarily the, you know, I want to definitely do like a different personality as well, because I remember when we did this uh, recording, you know, the last time where it didn't necessarily yeah. go too well, I had picked Pharrell Williams. And he's definitely still a guy for me just because of the whole fact, you know, happy, that mentality, you know, he has an awesome singing voice. And, you know, not to brag, but I think I could actually, you know, carry a tune if I wanted to. But uh, who I'm going <laughs> to go with, who I'm going to go with as my next choice is Kira Knightley. You know, she's got a, a fiery ambition. I loved her in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. And, you know, my opinion, just because I'm a guy doesn't mean I necessarily don't have to have a guy's voiceover. You know, a girl's voiceover for me could work, you know, connecting with, you know, I guess my sense of uh, intuition, if you will. And so when I think about Kira Knightley, you know, I, I definitely feel like we both had the same fiery passion, especially when you go into those Pirates of the Caribbean movies, how she was able to be her own character, essentially, you know, make herself the star, um, you know, above, in my opinion, Johnny Depp, um, above, in my opinion, Orlando Bloom. And so knowing that you could do that against those particular odds, that's pretty awesome. And you definitely need to have her in terms of A, coming onto my show and be doing my voiceover. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty great because, you know, for years, nobody knew who really did the voice of Bart Simpson. And all of a sudden I came out that it was Nancy Cartwright. And you're like, a woman does the voice of Bart Simpson. And as a kid that grew up in like the late eighties, that was like a shock and awe thing. Like what? That Bart Simpson's so cool, but yet this lady does the voice. So I get what you're saying. You know, well, it's, it, it doesn't it's have to be, uh, it doesn't have to be a man. And I, I find that very interesting. Well, it's a matter of, in my opinion, and this is not just, you know, for voiceovers, but I can yeah. even look at, you know, just 
out in stuff in general. I mean, you know, we talk about, you know, fantasy football. We talk about video yeah. games. We talk about, you know, watching football, basketball, that good stuff. You know, especially in my opinion, in the 80s and 90s, you know, when you saw all those TV shows, you thought of just the man doing that. You know, it's just yeah. the man that actually likes to do stuff. But I've got plenty of friends, you know, guys, girls that love doing that kind of stuff too. I mean, video games and all that. So why not, in my opinion, have a girl or a female, I should say, do a voiceover for me because it, it fits with the whole like, you know, let's let's stop do, uh, essentially having the stereotypes and uh, actually be able not be afraid to explore a little bit. I hear you. I hear you. But the, the Bart Simpson thing was like the first thing I thought of. Like, yeah, you could if it's a voiceover of a small child, the stocks matter. And that's that's one of the things. Like, as long as it, it, it can tell the story. And I think that's you pretty much your point right there is as long as the voice can tell my oh, I see your hat. <laughs> as, long as, I'm <laughs> as long as the voice can tell my story and tell it the way that I want it to be told and it should be told, it shouldn't matter where the voice comes from. And I, I find that great. You know, and it's funny because you you had referenced my hat up here. I mean, the whole let me tell you a story is, you know, for me, it was first a catchphrase that I had about, uh, I want to say I inherited that catchphrase four years ago. In fact, a very good friend of mine that I've known for about four years uh, recently, I would gifted me this hat about a year ago. And, you know, I was speechless when I received this gift and I have kept it uh, with me ever since have, uh, you know, seldomly, you know, took it off to make sure it's washed, cleaned and whatnot. But, uh, you know, the whole, let me tell you a story thing, storytelling, it's important to me, especially when I do my podcast, especially when I do my you know, my DJ story time, Saturday mimosa mix and Saturday night liquor mix I do every Saturday morning. I mean, for me, having a story to tell is so important because without that story, right, it's like, well, why would I want to tune into you? Why would I want to listen to you if you don't bring something, a, your story to the table? How are you able to differentiate, differentiate yourself from so many other people? And for me, that starts and ends with the story. That's and that's why I'm picking the kind of the guys that I and mean, we pick the people that why we want them to do the voiceover, guys and girls. <laughs> why would we pick them to do the voiceover of our childhood? And that's kind of where I was going with this episode too. Is who could tell my story and who do I want to tell my story? Also, and you know, because everybody wants to pick a fancy person and everything else, but who? Who kind of fits your personality? I mean, I know out of the three that I mentioned, Chris Farley is probably the closest to my personality. And that's why when we got, to, I kind of got excited when we got to re-record this because it, I've, I was like, I've totally missed out. But then, you know, I do my Today in History and I try and get those months in the head and I, I saw his name and I was like, wow, that'd be great. Because out of the three, you know, Jack, Jack's cool, Bruce is cool, Chris fits me the best. Chris fits me the best. I would definitely agree that uh, Chris Farley, you know, you're definitely a more Chris Farley persona, especially your character. You know, you come off as somebody that isn't afraid to be a little goofy now and then, <laughs> that you aren't able to show your best self. And you're definitely showing your best self in the show just from an outsider's perspective. You're welcome. And for me, for me, you know, my list didn't necessarily change because when I look at a William Shatner, when I look at a Robert Downey Jr., I mentioned yeah. a briefly Pharrell Williams, but also, you know, adding in Kira Knightley, you know, those people to me are like, you know, I don't care what it takes. I don't care that I was down this particular path, that, you know, there was some big obstacle in my way. I don't care nothing or nobody is going to stop me from doing what I need to do to maybe do I need to be the start the, the, the center of attention? No, but I know that I will be able to still build my dreams, still be able to build my empire, which is coming. 
I am definitely not giving up on that, no matter how many, how long it's going to take me. And both myself and a Shatner and a Knightley and a Tarantino, a Downey Jr. and a Williams understand that with hard work, you'll definitely be able to appreciate all the awards and success that comes your way. That is, yeah, that, that's what you need. That's definitely everything right there. It's just great that, that that's what you're working on and you just want you you finding somebody just to you know tell the story and i think that's that's great in there is there any way you would be like say they're casting they're they're casting the jordan rosario movie and they're going with young jordan rosario and you picked your guys but they're like okay um we we can't so much get your guys but we're just going to pick them for you. Is there somebody where you're like, do not, do you have anybody in mind where you're like, do not pick them. I, I don't want that at all. So I'm going to, I, that was actually a, that's actually a great question. And I was not prepared for that. So just give me a <laughs> few moments to like, think about that a little bit, but I'm going to go ahead and start with you first, my guy. Okay. I don't, I, I actually have two just based on their voices. Okay, they're both very iconic voices. Uh, my first one is, I don't know, uh, is Gilbert Godfrey. He was in, uh, you don't want Gilbert Godfrey? <laughs> no. I, 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 he's, he's great. He's great. But I, don't think, I don't think I could have him, like, you know, doing, like, a Christmas thing where he's like, well, for Christmas I got Ghostbusters. And, that's, and I'm like, um... I would be like, no Gilbert Godfrey. That would be in the contract. No Gilbert Godfrey for the Andrew Wenz movie. <laughs> uh, another guy, he's not as big as he was, um, is a guy by the name of Bobcat Goldwaite. And I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Nope, nev I've not uh, heard of him. Okay. <laughs> he was in, like, uh, Police Academy movies, and his voice is just for movie wise and comedies is great but he kind of like doesn't sound know what he you can barely make it out but the way that he talks is great if you ever catch any of the police i think he's in his first appearance is in police academy 2 um but he's, he's super he's he's funny but the voice is not there the voice is not what i would want or what I would feel fits in with me. Uh, that is one thing I would not want is anybody out there that's ever listened to Bobcat Goldweight. I do not want Gilbert Godfrey or Bobcat Goldweight anywhere near the Andrew Lenz, let's say, show or movie doing a voiceover of my childhood. I'm not going to deal with that one. I think those are pretty much my top two uh, written right in the contract. Do not put them in. I don't want them. I don't need them. And did you did you, think, did you come up with any there, or do you want me to keep on going? So no, I I can go ahead okay. and give you. I'll give you. I'll give you one. Then I'll let you do another one if you'd like. But okay. you know, when I look at who is telling the Jordan Rosario story, you know, who do I want to authentically tell my story? The one guy that I cannot subscribe to that I'll be like, you actually brought this guy? You got to kick him out like right now. And no disrespect to him because in my opinion, I do think that he is a relatively good guy, just not somebody that I myself would want. I'm going to have to go with Mr. T. I just don't think Mr. T for me doesn't work for me, you know? He's he's definitely has, in my opinion, one of the more iconic, you know, personas of, of the 70s, even 80s, 90s, but he just doesn't work in the Jordan Rosario story, in my opinion. So it, it, I love Mr. T, love him on the A-team, love him, love him and everything, no disrespect to him whatsoever, but it's, he just does not fit in my movie, uh, personally. I love Mr. T. Oh, Mr. T. I pity the fool. I I pity the fool too, but he's not pitying my my film. I'm sorry. You don't want him going around. 
<laughs> Here, Jordan, here's meatloaf for dinner. I poo the poo gives me meatloaf for dinner, mom. <laughs> and then I guess I could give you one more before you go. Okay. The other, another guy that I don't want in my movie is Justin Long. Uh, no, oh, really? dis- no disrespect. That, listen, no disrespect to Justin Long. He is a very credit, a credible actor for a lot of reasons. He is definitely a, a very popular guy. You know, I love him in some of his TV work, but again, he just does not fit into the story that I'm looking to tell to the audience. You know, mm-hmm. I pick, you know, when I pick guy. so here's some of my other choices, right? You know, another guy that I consider, you know, wanting to do my voiceover and, you know, you might think, uh, well, isn't he a strange one? But you know what? That fits in with my personality, Elton John. I would love Elton John to do my voiceover. I think that he's just so iconic. I, I yes, he's a little bit, you know, he he's um to each their own, man. There's nothing to each wrong their with own. Him. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with them. <laughs> to each their own. To each their own. I know we don't talk about politics or religion or anything else, but my mother always used to tell me, uh, "There by the grace of God go I." So I I always come to I always say everything. To each their own. As long as it doesn't, as long as it's not affecting me, teach their own. Teach their own. Elton John would be would be interesting. You get the British version. You get a little the British voice over there. That would be kind of. Well, you got to I got to make sure I market to the British audience too. I mean, it's not just America. <laughs> I got to go international here. So why not Elton John? I I, I personally love him in you know. Uh, his music i mean he he is so iconic he is so incredible and you know especially during that time for him to be popular in that time i mean i want somebody like that because he is you know he essentially destroyed the mold in about everything that happened in the 70s and 80s you know i'm not going to go into specifics here because we don't need to but but he is definitely somebody that needs to be in my movie he absolutely needs to so there you go. He could be like your your UK release voice. <laughs> <laughs> UK release voice. You know, did you ever see that? How Pixar does that with their with uh different voices, like in uh, uh, Wreck It Ralph breaks the internet. The what is it? The E Boy. See, I've never There's, seen Wreck It Ralph breaks the internet. So okay, it's not as good as the first one, but like I, I okay. have kids, so of course I watched it. There's of two course. different. There's two different voices there. So, and if you, you'll see it a lot in the UK versions, uh, cars does it as well, where Jeff Gordon is in cars Two. It's, uh, a European driver from like the IndyCar circuit in cars Two that replaces the Jeff Gordon part. So, if, so that would be, that, that kind of adds the element. I kind of like that. The UK release. I'm I'm, now I'm gonna think I gotta think of somebody who's gonna be my UK voice. Oh, geez. In in the meantime, you know, if, if I needed to do like a serious drama, right? Yeah. If uh, I needed to be like, you know, you, I, I can't do myself the way that I normally am myself, but instead, my mirror, if you will, you know. Mm-hmm. I would go Brian Williams, the NBC News anchor, to also do my voiceover because, you know, he may not necessarily fit my personality, but he's like a, um, I would say more so my mirror in terms of he definitely has a more down-to-earth vibe, and I'd say I'm a little bit more passionate, fiery than that, but I can also connect to his, the stuff that we don't see from him, you know, the passion that he has to do that news anchor show day after day after day and still keep that really cool tone like that is another guy that i'm going for i was just thinking of another one that would mirror me that is still alive since uh chris Farley wouldn't be able to do it but i would love it if jack black did mine <laughs> i'm not even gonna lie a lot of people they're like oh jack black is what he used to be jack black's good jack black he, he he's always Jack Black, and you know he played in a lot of great movies and everything else. But when you get 
out of the Jack Black movie mold, pretty much, and you look at uh, Tenacious D, and pick a Destiny and stuff like that, I think that's probably, that was like an awesome movie for me. So, and I think that that would work perfectly if I was to do it. But my UK person, I would go with probably Roland Atkins. Roland Atkins, okay. I was thinking like John Cleese maybe, but then I was, he, he, John Cleese just seems a little bit more proper for me. And then Michael Caine seems a little bit too much, too proper for me. But Roland Atkins seems like he can do, he can go from kind of serious, just goofy, and work that back and forth pretty well. So I would go, I would go Roland Atkins. So let me throw you a curveball here, right? So okay. let's say that instead of, you know, Jordan Rosario or Andrew Lenz the movie, let's make it a musical, right? Ooh, and for okay. me, for me, so if somebody is going to do my musical, right? So what mm -hmm. I need to show is not only my ambitious personality, but I also got to make sure, you know, you got the, I got the voice talent that I'm loud and I'm proud. I'm going to go with Angus Young. I think Angus Young would be perfect for me. That would be, that would, that would be ACDC. Cool. Yes. Yeah, I, see, I, yeah, I, I mean, could, you did I say could, Jack Black, so I could, Yeah, I could go with Jack Black. <laughs> he's, he's great. Uh, you know who I would go with? He's, I wouldn't want him to do my voiceover for my movie, but the way that he sings is kind of, it, it's kind of good, but yet it's kind of funny in the same way. Like you don't know how to take it and it, it, it's going to go crazy. But, uh, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Interesting. I don't, I don't think I would want... I don't think I would want, like, you could go, I mean, you could go so many realms, because, like, even, like, Justin Timberlake's a great actor, and a great, he's a good actor and a great singer, and you could be like, oh, Justin Timberlake, but I want a guy that's good at both, and, you know, that's what I would want to do, so I would go, like, Will Ferrell or Andy Samberg, I think would be awesome as well. I think those two people would do great if we were to do Andrew Lenz the musical. That would be totally awesome. Because uh, I, I don't, I don't watch a whole lot of dramas. I like to kind of keep things light, and I think those two guys would not get too dramatic, and they keep it nice and light. See, I'm more so. I, I would say the kind of. I would say all-around kind of guy. Like, I'm a fan of action. I'm a fan of adventure. I'm a fan of horror. I'm a fan of romance. I'm a fan of comedy. I'm a fan of drama. So anything that I could say either interests me or if I have a particular intrigue in, I would definitely uh, watch it. So, you know, when, for me, there's not necessarily, like, a, a criteria or a tolerance that I wouldn't have. I just know my particular people that I know just, again – going back to what would meld with my personality a lot better than some others. And, you know, when I think of musical, definitely Angus Young would be the person that I would definitely consider on the top end. And I also, you know, would give a special shout out to Eric Clapton. And, you know, if I wanted to do a comedy, I would put Vince Vaughn on there too. Yeah, he's got a great delivery. He's got. I, I think that's what you want to look for when you look at anybody doing a voiceover, is the way that they deliver things. And you know, actors can. They're really good actors, but then sometimes I feel like they don't deliver things in the proper way, or they get a little weird as well. Uh, like I mentioned, Jack Black. Jack Black always kind of plays the Jack Black character. Um, no matter what he's playing, but that's kind of like his typecast role. Uh, there's other guys that I feel just play one person or they take something and they just play themselves in it every single time. Uh, the Rock and Nicolas Cage, I feel this is pretty much the thing. And those people I wouldn't want to do because I feel they wouldn't tell my story. They would just tell, they would just tell it in 
not so much in their voice, obviously they're going to tell in their voice, but they would make it theirs. And I think the other people that I mentioned would tell it in their voice, but it would still be my story. That that's the thing when you when I talk about you know going going back to their criteria going back to my list it's you know I'm not I'm not looking for you know the most famous actors out there you know I, I know I could go with a Chris Evans if I wanted to for my story I know I could go with a you know Seth MacFarlane or I you know there's a, the list goes on but for me what's important is just who fits my personality the best. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't necessarily have to be male. It could be female too. I'm just looking for someone who would have my delivery, would have my, just the way that I would go about business. Like that's, that's the most important thing in terms of my criteria. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what it definitely was. Like I said, I was just looking at, like, I have no problem with the rock, no problem. Nicholas Cage. I just feel they just take a character and that's what it becomes. They're like, okay, I'm going to be this guy. You're going to play this person. Okay. Okay. Well, guess what? Now he's Nicolas Cage. Like when they said Nicolas Cage was going to be Superman, I was like, this is going to be horrible. Absolutely <laughs> horrible. And I'm so glad they didn't do it because it wouldn't, it wouldn't be Superman. It'd be Nicolas Cage. I, I don't even know how to put it. It'd be Nicolas Cage, like if he was dressed up as Superman on Halloween, but yet he in a movie where he has powers. It's not even... No one would take him seriously. No one would take him seriously as Superman. And Mm -hmm. I love Nicolas Cage, you know, not, not, not for the Wicker Man, you know, I'm actually looking for, you know, when he actually can do comedy in a comedic role, not for like a horror movie remake, but that's another story Mm -hmm. for another day. But Nicolas Cage definitely has his moments, his movies that are definitely famous for a particular reason. But yes, if I'm looking for someone to play my story, uh, I love you, Nicolas Cage, but I think you need to take a back seat here. Yeah, You're so going to have to pay off another mortgage somewhere in some other film. <laughs> yeah. You know who else would I think would be interesting? Yeah. Uh, just, I don't know if he does a lot of voiceovers or anything like that, cartoon-wise, but I've always liked uh, Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi, okay. Yeah, I think Steve Buscemi would be great. I actually did, um, I was in Philadelphia, and they have Eastern State Penitentiary. It's like an old penitentiary that was built in like the 1900s, and it was shut down, I think, in the 70s. You can take a tour of it, and it's like really cool because all of a sudden you're like in Philadelphia, and then next thing you know, you look up, and here's these like 30 feet, 30 feet walls, and there's a prison. But when you do the tour, you don't get a tour guide. They give you like a pair of headphones, and Steve Buscemi does the whole entire uh, tour, like the audio tour. And I never realized how like great his voice is when you just take away picture from something and you just listen to the person. And he, the way that he told the history of everything was very like good and everything else. And I think he's one of those guys that can go from very calm to crazy. Like, I wish he was on The Sopranos for longer. That's how he, I thought he was great playing that character. He, he, I thought he played it well. You know, a guy that got thrown into jail in the 80s, then he comes out years later and he's still wearing, you know, the white suit with the like teal t shirt underneath and everything else. And he's not sure where he fits in. I thought he played that character great. Um, but that's that's another guy that I would, I, I wouldn't, I'd put on, I'd put on my list. Of yes, he is okay. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of who else, who else I would want. But uh, I mean, do you have any? Do you have anyone else in mind uh, that you would would want to go with? Or not really. Like, there's a couple that have like really great voices, but I still don't think it would like deliver. And not because like like a Bobcat Goldwaite or a Gilbert Godfrey. Like, you could go. Rest in peace, Leonard Nimoy. Mm, I don't think I'd want Leonard Nimoy. I don't think I'd want him doing it because that's that's a voice that I feel would get related to another character. So you would do it. So you would have the have him on there. Say he, by God's grace, he comes rising back up. 
And he's like, I signed on to do the Andrew Lund story. And then he started talking. I don't want people in movie theaters going, that, that's Fox. That's Fox voice? Is that Leonard Nimoy? Is that Leonard Nimoy? You, you want to be able to, it, he'd be able to tell the story, but it wouldn't be in my words, but in his voice in a way. It'd just be, it, it, it would be more centered on his voice than telling the story. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, you know, when, you know, the one particular guy that I just mentioned, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. He's, de he definitely is going to be there. I, I want him mm -hmm. as my voiceover, but I also understand that, you know, are people going to actually look at in terms of the character, you know, Jordan Rosario, or are they going to look at the fact that Robert Downey Jr. is voicing myself and if they look at it either way that's fine because robert downey jr is an incredible actor and he definitely deserves that praise and recognition no matter which way it come but i definitely understand where you're coming from and yeah. i definitely believe if he's in there they are going to say oh look at robert downey jr doing this guy's voice and which you know again it's that's not that's not a problem for me but it's not because there's like other guys too like you could go i could go morgan freeman and i would be like no because it would be Morgan Freeman. Uh, James Earl Jones is another one. Do, do I want Darth Vader telling my story? <laughs> or Mufasa? Yeah, or Mufasa. Yeah, I knew, I'm, I'm a Vader guy, so <laughs> I'm going to... Because I, I, when, I, when I was thinking of this, you know, he's one of the voices where you're like, you want a nice voice. And then you're like thinking, okay, but he's done so many voices, he'll get tied up those voices will get tied up into your story. Because I remember the Simpsons where uh, Bleeding's Gun Murphy died. And all of a sudden they show him up in the sky, kind of like what they did with Mufasa. And then all of a sudden they show another James Earl, they show Darth Vader doing the James Earl Jones voice. Then they show Mufasa, you know, another James Earl Jones voice. And then all of a sudden you hear, this is DNN. And James Earl Jones' voice, and I'm thinking to myself, this is just, it's getting tied up into all these different things that you kind of want something unique. Yeah, and that's the thing. You do want unique. You don't want, you know, I would say like the the same old, same old. And, you know, that's kind of why I wanted to do the list the way that I did, because it's not necessarily people that you would expect to be doing my voice. You know, it's something completely different. It's something that, in my opinion, these guys work because of the fact that they just fit my persona so well. And, you know, and again, I think, you know, what's great about your list, too, especially when we talk about Chris Farley, Jack Nicholson, it's may not be the people that are the most famous out there, but they're the people that match what you want to portray, what you want the audience to see in terms of who's the best person to visualize what I am looking for. That's that's what I think when you need to do anything with a story, it works out perfect. And, you know, when you, we, we talked about the shows and everything else, the, the voice in the Sandlot fits perfect with the kid. Uh, Goldberg's Patton Oswald uh, does the voice for Adam Goldberg, the adult voice for Adam Goldberg. And it fits that personality too, where uh, Patton Oswald in real life is this, this dorky guy. And he even says he's a dorky guy and he likes his <laughs> dorky things. And Adam Goldberg is a dorky kid that still plays with toys and everything else. And, and it works out perfect. And Daniel Stern was perfect for Kevin Arnold and the Wonder Years. And I think that is what you ultimately want to portray. And I think with my list and what I have um, is what I would want. I would definitely say, yeah, let's sign these guys up. And then the people that I said no to, I definitely would not want to do them. I would pull my movie rights unless it's for something big. But, <laughs> but that's that's pretty much the story in there. Well, I, I will say this. You definitely have a great list. Uh, I, I wouldn't, for knowing you, knowing, you know, the pleasure that I've gotten to meet you. I know, I know you yeah. through Matt Johnson. I know you through Kyle. I mean, is those particular people definitely match your style. <laughs> Thank you. It, 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 they, all your list seems to go with what you want to go with and, you know, match what you're doing and everything else. And I think that's just great. 
Uh, do you have got anything else or anything you want to tell you want to tell everybody where they can catch keeping it 100 podcast? Yeah, so keeping it 100 podcast, you know, we cover sports, we cover entertainment, music, basically any particular entertainment news that we consider interesting and important to tell the audience. We are definitely all over that. We are on Spotify, we are on iTunes, we are on Spreaker, we are on Google Podcasts, any streaming service that's out there. Keeping it 100 is there. You can follow our Facebook page, Keeping It 100 podcast page. You can follow me personally on Jordan Rosario on Facebook. We do have an Instagram. We have. Uh, uh, keeping it 100 keeping it underscore 100 podcast and you can also follow me personally on jordan rosario 8097 and on facebook i do have a dj Storytime facebook page so you can follow there if you're just a fan of music or if you are a follow fellow podcaster that is looking to put your own story on facebook for a great community to listen to and follow definitely follow us and definitely post your story on there it, that's great that you i love the fact that you're just everywhere and you are just working like you said on making yourself your own empire and going with it uh and i mean it's not just building my own empire right you know the more that i look at this you know when i bring either people onto my show or if i guest star it's also an opportunity i think of it like a symbiotic partnership in a way yeah you know not only am i building myself up but i'm also uh, building the people that gave me the opportunity to come onto their show. So as much as I consider this, you know, a great opportunity to be here, it's also a matter of Andrew, your show is that good that uh, not to sound arrogant, because that's no. not where I want to come off at at all. But no, no, no. I think your show is great enough, you know, to bring people like me, if that makes sense. It, it does. It does. Because, you know, I've really learned that the podcast community, the majority of it is really here just to help everybody else out, to help everybody grow. Because this is an industry that if we don't help each other out and, you know, it does die out, what do we have? So, I mean, we're all in this together. We're all pretty much independent people just trying to get something done. We're all building a dream. We are. And with that being said, uh, make sure you check out... Uh, the let's talk but no politics okay facebook page i just started an instagram and i started a youtube channel and once a week i will be on helium radio doing uh this week in pop culture history review i will post also post the video on my youtube channel and also the facebook page but we're just going to be reviewing Things that happened in pop culture history for the week before. Uh, right now, we're going to probably have, like I said, just go check those out if you're into what happened or maybe you just want to go down memory lane or gain some knowledge. But with that being said, I'd like to thank Jordan once again and everybody listening because without you, I'm nowhere. And good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Chris, what are you recording? I'm currently recording a Vinyl Divers podcast. Vinyl episode. Divers? What's that? Vinyl Divers is a podcast that I do where I talk everything music related from bands that are on vinyl that I've collected, uh, old vinyl that I found and purchased, to bands that I'm currently listening to on iTunes and Spotify because guess what? I can't afford all the vinyl that I want. But it's a vinyl podcast. Yes, essentially. It's a music podcast that started off as a vinyl podcast. Is there diving involved? There is diving into podcasts and vinyls. Where can I find Vinyl Divers? Find Vinyl Divers on the network app, BICVP-radio.com. Sweet. Keep diving.